all you fishermen and women, and welcome to the first episode of Against the Current, a, open parentheses, the chosen, closed parentheses, podcast. Um, that might not sound like the most natural title, but I think it is grammatically correct. So, that is what we're going with for 57 episodes, roughly, because this is the first episode, episode zero, where we will be talking about The Shepherd. And then, next episode, we will start into episode one of the 56 episodes of the Chosen TV series. How do I know that there's going to be 56 episodes of the Chosen TV show? That is because there are going to be seven seasons, and each season will have eight episodes in them. So with that aside, this is the first episode of the podcast. My name is Eli Hollingsworth, in case you did not know. And, um... Today I'm going to be talking about The Shepherd, like I said, the uh, short film that started The Chosen and is roughly considered the uh, pilot episode of The Chosen. It is not on The Chosen app or website, thechosen.tv, but it is technically the pilot episode of The Chosen because it deals with Jesus' birth. So um, right off the bat, I just want to say this is a great short film. It is. It has emotion. It um, is is a great visual storytelling. The um, well, visual storytelling, like uh, just you can see how certain events are playing out without there needing to be an insane amount of words. Just kind of letting the audience think for themselves, which I think is a great mark of um, any piece of media, TV show, short film, anything. Just when you when you don't explain everything overly explain stuff to the audience and you let the audience think for themselves and maybe put the pieces together um, a little bit on their own instead of just outright stating everything that is a great mark of a short film that is a great mark of a tv show movie that is also a great mark of a director a filmmaker aka dallas jenkins who um let me do the uh those of you watching on the YouTube video can see, I call it the, in my mind it's famous, the famous Dallas Jenkins hand rub, um, when on the pre-post episode live stream, uh, whenever they do a live stream premiering an episode of The Chosen, he kind of usually does this little hand rub, um, so in my mind is famous and patented and trademarked, um, although not as many people will call attention to it, but in my mind it is, enough about hand rubs, um, this short, The Shepherd, uh, we were introduced to this character, Shimon. Um, he, I believe he has more story in the chosen novel. I've heard the first three chapters are specifically about him and his backstory. Uh, so that's fun. I personally have not read the chosen novel, I've Called You By Name, yet. I plan to. Um... Uh, it's probably it's probably very good. Um, it, it's it short novels are great um, because they can kind of help you peer into the the minds of the characters better. Because in the movie, like I said, leaving the audience to um, to you know, kind of put the pieces together for themselves, a lot of times leaves certain inner thoughts of the character unexplained. Um, so. That's that's the greatness of uh, novels, and I'm sure that's what they do in the um, in the chosen novel. But 
Um, all that to say, this is, like I said, Shimon, Shimon, his story is the first three chapters of that novel. And, um, oh, by the way, I'm just saying, so those of you watching on the YouTube video can see that I have, and I'm wearing the, uh, the chosen against the current, sorry, I have a very squeaky chair here. <laughs> that was not me, that was the chair. Um, I have a very squeaky chair. Just wanted to let you guys know, so if um, in future episodes you hear squeaking, that's why. But um, I'm wearing my chosen against the current t-shirt right now, which is, yes, that did inspire the name for this podcast, Against the Current, because that is the name of the shirt on the chosengifts.com website, uh, Um That is the shirt that I'm wearing. What was I talking about? Uh, Shimon, his story... This is the character that we're introduced to in The Shepherd. Um, and fun fact about that. The actor of Andrew in The Chosen, uh, Simon Peter's brother, if you did not know, um, he actually auditioned for Shimon, Shimon um, way back when when this when this short film was coming out. He auditioned. I, I think I'm correct on that. I'm, I'm 99% sure that that's what it's true. Um, he auditioned for Shimon and then... Obviously, he didn't get the part. Uh, this guy did, who plays Shimon in the in the actual short. And then he um, also auditioned for Simon Peter, too. So, <laughs> this guy has had a lot of failures when it comes to the, sh- to the chosen. Well, two, two roles that he didn't get. That's kind of a lot of failure. I mean, yeah. So, um, but he did end up getting Andrew, and he perfectly plays that part in the um, chosen in the show so Shimon he's got a lamb uh he tries to sell it off but it is not spotless lamb which this introduces an aspect that comes back later at the end of the short film uh which is something I like to call the circle effect um I've explained on another podcast I have the movie majors podcast which if you have not listened to that, um, I highly suggest you do. Maybe a link will be in the description. Uh, who knows? Um, but this um, this circle effect, as I like to call it, is when you introduce something. It's mostly probably called setup and payoff, but I like to call it the circle effect. So you set up something in the beginning of movie, TV show, short film, and then... It can be a, it can be a gag or just something that that is blatantly stated and has attention called to, but you don't pay an insane amount of attention to it when you first hear it, and then it ends up coming back later at um, the end of the um, short film, TV show, movie, and is a big payoff moment and it um, like is is something that you recognize basically. So in this the beginning he tries to sell a lamb it has a spot of blood on it so it's not spotless and the guy's you need a spotless lamb so um or or you're you can't come back into the town until you find a spotless lamb uh and then at the end of the episode after they've seen the messiah and they all come running back into the town um the man says have you found a spotless lamb yet and we don't see shimon's answer but obviously yes it's it's complicated but yes, he has, um, and he found it in Jesus Christ. I found that a nice little um, writing moment and a nice tie in, tie back to the beginning. Um, 
And so Shimo tries to sell a lamp, can't, and then he hears a uh, Pharisee preaching, and he tries to go in, but he can't, and um, I can't tell exactly. So there's definitely some symbolism, I think that's how you say that, um, being shown here. <sighs> I think so, because he tries to go into, okay, so he tries to go into the synagogue, the temple place, um, and there's, there's, he fell down. And his arm is bleeding and he tries to go in and blood is dropping on the floor and he's he can't he can't go into the, the temple um, I don't exactly know what that's trying to say if anyone could explain that to me I would really like to know but that's definitely symbolizing I think that's how you say that something it's, it's symbolizing something it's, like, that's, I can tell that that's a metaphor of some kind. He's going into this, like, white tile place. His blood's dropping on the floor. Um, there's something that that's referring to. I can't exactly figure out what. Just maybe, you know, the blood of Jesus Christ. Um, something to do with that. But if someone knows, like, specifically what that's referencing, then I would like to know. Comment, um, down below. Something like that. Um... If you're watching a YouTube video or, you know, something else, uh, did direct message on Instagram against the current underscore the chosen. Um, I'd like to know. So that aside, he tries to go and so he uh, can't go into the temple. So he has to go back home on his own. Poor man with poor guy, kid. Uh, I don't know how old he is. He, uh, he has, so he has to make it back to his little shepherd's camp alone because the guys desert him because they're um, shepherds and they're mean. I guess shepherds I never thought of as inherently mean, but I guess they're just being normal people. Um, and so he's left to go back to the camp alone. And he does uh, with his limp, which, you know, kind of cool. Got a little slack, guys. And the, and the shepherds are talking about um, some, you know, talking about cooking and, and, and stuff. And they mention why they even have Shimon with them. One of the guys said, you know, like hangs around uh and shimon goes to eat his dinner out well I, actually no i don't think they served him dinner so he goes to sleep out in the in the field um and jesus well not jesus the angels uh heart the herald angels sing appear and um they appear with these flashing lights symbolizing them um Obviously, Dallas Jenkins and his crew did not have the budget to um, make a multitude of angels appearing in the sky and make it look good. So the choice to not show the angels at all, I felt, was a wise choice on their behalf. And kind of, you know, you don't need to see the angels. You don't need to see because... That's another thing, letting a lot of letting the audience think for themselves, letting the audience say, I like not stating, not stating. They don't have the shepherds go. The angels are here. What? You want us to go find the baby? We'll go. I don't know why the the British. Um, don't don't ask me why. That's just the, the voice impressions. Voice impressions inside. Aside, they 
the choice to have the angels just as this light above them. So obviously we know something's happening. And the audience can kind of piece together, well, was that um, the angels coming to tell them where Jesus is? Is, is, is that what's happening here? Um, and even the choice not to, you know, we don't hear anything. We just see the characters' reactions. And uh, we hear music. And see Shimon's reactions. Um, we just see that. And then they're gone. And the shepherds appear to be happy. And they run off. And Shimon... Uh, there's a powerful moment with Shimon. But um, the deliberate choice to not have... Um, the choice to not put the angels in there uh, strikes me as that's just a great creative choice because you can figure it out for yourself, okay? Pretty sure these are the angels. And it just kind of leans more into what the whole style and uh, thing with Dallas Jenkins is. He, he, uh, he, the, the whole point of The Chosen is seeing Jesus through the eyes of those that knew him. It brings it to a more human level um, when you're dealing with Jesus, the, the God-man, the man who is 100% man and 100% God, obviously something that you don't see every day. Um, I mean, you know, um, someone that you don't see, you don't see Jesus every day as a person walking around, okay? That's what, that's what I meant. Uh, you can probably see him in some ways. Um, you can see his handiwork, whatever. Um, but... Jesus obviously being someone that you can't see every day, um, seeing it, th like, through the perspectives of people around him, and how he, he interacts with people, and how people interact with him, and the effects on each other, the, those, that dynamic, um, it just automatically brings it to a more human level, especially considering how human they made the disciples, and their, um, just their outlooks, their worldviews, their personalities, their responses to situations, um, just bringing that more to a human level already, and then with the pers perspective, personalities, worldviews of the disciples, brings it even more to human level, and I think that's why The Chosen is so beloved, is because you can actually relate to these characters. There's another popular Bible show, it was a mini-show, um, it was called The Bible, very creative name, um, in that show, I, I would say that the disciples are one character, the disciples. That's their name. Um, we can learn different names, and obviously we read all of the names in the Bible. Um, but if you watch the Bible TV show, there's nothing distinguishable about any of them. Except for, I'd say, Thomas, um, Doubting Thomas. The only distinguishable quality about any of the disciples is that Doubting Thomas has this ridiculous mustache. That well, it's not ridiculous, but it's it's, it's I like it. It's cool. I like mustaches. It's, he's got a good, nice mustache. Um, but that's the only distinguishable quality about any of the disciples. And that's a terrible mark of of um, a show like that. To the only distinguishable quality is that he's bald and he's got a mustache. That's terrible. Um, whereas in the Chosen, I could probably name all of the disciples to you and name their personalities um, because they dive so much deeper into the characters they um, ex you know they they ex explore them more and they give them tons more attention uh, because they're technically the main characters I don't like to say Jesus is the main character of the show um, 
I like to say, well, if you had to pick one character, I don't know, because, yeah, see, and all of the disciples are, are pretty much equal. So it's, I can't, if you limit it to the disciples and say, which one of these is the main character, I can pick one because they're all pretty much equal. They all get the same, roughly, the same amount of screen time. There are a few, like Bartholomew, Little James, Thaddeus. They don't get as much screen time, but they're pretty much equalized to where I couldn't pick one out of those ones because I don't like saying Jesus is the main character of The Chosen. I feel like that defeats the whole purpose of the thing. But going back to the angels, Hark the Herald, Angels Sing, uh, that was a bit of a rabbit trail, but uh, all that's it's, it's it's about the chosen, you know, it's relevant. Um, and just bringing it that, that brings it to a more human level. We don't need to see the the angels. Uh, they don't have the budget. That's probably a big reason why they didn't do that. So they can't, they couldn't um, make the angels appear and make it look like super realistic. That's probably one reason. Um, but. I just think it's it's a better choice creatively to not have the angels be there. Um, so the angels appear, and Shimon. She, I feel like I'm pronouncing that wrong. I'm sorry. I apologize to everyone if I'm apologizing if I'm pronouncing that name wrong. Um, I apologize. But uh, so Shimon, he hears the news and he starts running. He's got a limp, and so just the choice of, just the, like the just the way that scene plays out is just a very powerful um, scene. Like I love Dallas Jenkins' ability to bring out such big emotions from these types of from these scenes. Um, I think is is really good. Like um, so, Shimo, he starts like run, at first he's limping, and he still has a stick, and then. He just starts running, like he starts sprinting, and the, and you see like the, there's a camera shot specifically devoted to this to his uh, walking stick falling and hitting the ground, and he just starts running, running because um, if you think of just think about the whole backstory of the Israelites, the the Israelite people, how long they've been waiting for this prophesied Messiah, and just um, the payoff of that, just this, just the just that is probably like just the excitement and and knowing that the messiah is here and so him running to see jesus that's just a powerful scene um i i it's it's just a very powerful moment and um so he's running and he runs to this the shack um where jesus is is being born and we see jesus born um and so mary and joseph Joseph, I forgot to mention. Okay, so earlier, Mary and Joseph pass by, and Shimon gives Mary his water, um, and uh, they they go on their way, merry way. Uh, nice sacrifice on Shimon's part. We get in, we we get behind Shimon more from that moment, and so now Mary and Joseph recognize Shimon, and they uh, let him hold Jesus, and just the emotion and the excitement, and the relief. Uh, that Shimon gives is is very heartwarming, um, and so then his his buddies run off, and they are excited to spread the news to everyone. And uh, he's holding Jesus, and he gets excited, and so he goes to turn out and go with his friends to go tell everyone. And uh, he turns back and looks at the baby in Jesus one last time, and then goes 
and they're so excited they're spreading they're telling everyone and then this is the um payoff of the um the the the, the circle effect as i like to call it coming full circle um and that uh same guy pharisee that person comes up and he says to shimo he's like hey you're not allowed in here so um have you found that spotless lamb yet and we don't see shimon's answer but like what i said we're allowed to think for ourselves and i think we all pretty much know what his answer would have been and um i don't think we needed his answer that's another thing of del- a deliberate creative choice to let the audience think for themselves the audience can watch that and go okay like the audience can think well he's found a pretty spotless lamb pretty perfect lamb that will be sacrificed for god on behalf of us um it's we can think for ourselves we can pretty much guess make him make a pretty good guess as to what his answer would have been um and there's just things like that that are just marks of great storytelling that's storytelling you what stories movies tv shows the point is to tell you something the point is to give you a message not a political agenda message a universal message one that someone could have watched 50 years ago and could relate to someone that can watch it in 50 years and relate to and someone that can watch it now and relate to someone can watch it and get heartfelt emotion out of it um someone can maybe learn from it someone can be powered by it it's, that's what storytelling is is not it's it's being relevant to the times while not being too relevant to the times to where it can be outdated in 50 years that's all the stuff that the disney movies did not as much anymore but they they did that they told these universal stories with with themes that resonate for decades for generations um that's what this is that's what the chosen is that's what people love about it is because we don't get that nowadays we don't get stories that are universal um they resonate with audiences and they will be remembered in history forever because they are timeless and that we don't get that anymore and so the chosen reason people love it so much reason i love it is because it tells stories like this where it's not trying to be big flashy um it's trying to you know tell you something make you feel something teach you a lesson bring you ultimately closer to god and jesus and the bible um but telling these stories that that have emotional impact and that resonate with you uh that's definitely what this this um little short film is it resonates and you remember it because um you know that final scene with Shimon and and uh just the emotional payoff of that is just story that's what storytelling is um and so that's what makes the chosen so great and the shepherd um this um short film i really enjoyed it um it's it's not it doesn't overstay its welcome 
but I do feel like it could have maybe been a tad bit longer. Now it's a short film. I get that. But I feel like there is room for more emotional payoff if I had to pick something that I would say. Like if we would have gotten more backstory on Shimon in the short film, not just from the novel and, um, you know, more get behind him more, maybe just learn more about him. That's the one thing I'd say maybe could have been done a little better. Just more time with Shimon just so we can get more emotional resonance out of the ending. Um, but overall, just a great short film. And one, and the thing that sparked this massive flame that is called The Chosen. And um, just great. I love it. I enjoy it. I uh, hope you enjoyed it too. So this is episode one of Against the Current, a open parentheses, The Chosen, close parentheses podcast. Um, and I'll see you guys in the next one.